welcome everyone who has chosen to join us on this. I think it's going to be a beautiful day on the BC Island, Vancouver Island, the BC coast. Uh, Tim, how's it over in England weather-wise? Uh, we had a bit of sun this morning and then rain this afternoon. So, you know, fairly mm. London, fairly yeah. London. Yeah, we've had rain like the last two weeks and very mm. little. I did the coldest night of the year walk on Saturday and it rained the whole time. Five kilometer walk, cold and rainy. It was fun. Oh. Like it was fun to hang out with people and get mm. some exercise, but it was also quite and I stepped on some wet grass and I fell down and in front of a lot of people and I got up and they're all asking me how I was doing. And I'm like, it's okay. I want to continue this warrior mentality. And like, I just slipped, but I was like eating it up. I'm like, I am determined to finish this race. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to let little obstacles like wet grass get in my way. And I'm just hamming it up for everyone. And, it's pretty funny. Somebody grab me my shofar. We are going to make a war out of this. <laughs> um, if any of you have grown up in the Pentecostal church, you may have had a shofar uh, at some point. And yeah. I have, and my sister had one at her wedding, actually. And it was quite, mm -hmm. uh, brought back a lot of memories there. The old shofar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome once again. Uh, once again, that was another tangent on our introduction. You should be used to that. Um, it you start is, with the tangent and then we get it out of the way and then we can get into the good stuff. We, we make a wide oh. circle so then we can get a little closer and right to the point. We don't know what that point is. No, no. So we don't know if we've got there or not, but no, know. I don't think we've ever made a point on this show. <laughs> We've been doing it for over a year. Mm. Well, not a good point anyway, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. A broad, a broad brush stroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what we're like that person at. who like, you know, you know, walks into the, uh, you know, gets picked from the crowd to come down in the half court and try to sink a basket. And just randomly, because of the way the stars align, they make that basket. Oh, and yeah. Everyone's like, that's amazing. You've been doing that your whole life. And it's just like, no, it was an accident. No. That's this program. Somebody no. pulled us out of the ether. We've there's a video in a basket. Yeah. There's a video of a guy who does that, but he's dressed like a hot dog. And the lady uh, interviewer is right there just before he's about to make the shot. And she's like, can you tell us your name? And he's like, most people call me James or something. But you can call me anytime. And then he takes off and does it. And gets the <laughs> This is the best one-liner there. Amazing. Um, yeah. So welcome to our show. Uh, we're going to do something different uh, this time. Normally we do, we might look at books and pick out different passages uh, in it, or we look at different topics. For the next couple of weeks, we are going to look at the book of Jonah. We're going to go through it chapter by chapter. Uh, I'm excited because it's it's a book I I realized I didn't really understand when I was growing up. I still don't understand it completely, mm. um, but my views on it have changed uh, somewhat. So I'm excited to get into that. Uh, 
Tim, you got anything to add? No, I, yeah, I think just uh, echo what you said, which is that, you know, happy to be here with you. We're, you say we're going to try something different, but in, in effect, we're kind of going back to to a slightly yeah. kind of our, our pattern before we started doing different things. But I don't think um, we've ever done a full book, like read chapter by chapter through a book. We've just hit different parts. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. Is that we we haven't had a we. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm so humbled by by your intelligence, Derek. You're stepping on my robe. Yeah. <laughs> Getting it dirty, and all I'm doing is trying to move, trying to get stuff done. Uh, yeah, yeah. So as Derek says, technically we've never done a whole book, although we've done like sections of complete story within books before. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this, so this yeah, will be different. something different. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Uh, as always, um, feel free to like and subscribe us on YouTube. Uh, then you get posted whenever we send up videos because it's not very consistent in the time and date that they come up. Um, and also, if you have questions, you're like, hey, check mm-hmm. out this topic. Hey, check out this book. I, I just want to hear someone talk about it. Um, this is a question I, I have. Uh, you can be anonymous or not uh, if you want. Mm-hmm. But we would like some ideas, and yeah. there's not much point. Like a preacher, there's not much point in preaching a bunch of stuff that the church doesn't really want to know. Um, and they've got questions about other things, and you keep missing the point. So uh, send us, which I have no experience with. I always preach exactly what the church needs to hear, not what's just on my mind, yeah. but yeah. answering the questions of the masses. Um, <laughs> obviously, Tim, you feel the same way. I know. Well, I was going to say, yeah, and no, I'm definitely on the, you know, the other side. If I just, I just tell them what I want them to hear. You know? Yeah. Like, Try, this you is, know. I know you've heard the same story 36 times growing up once a year, every day of your life. And I'm going to keep telling you the same story <laughs> and nothing new and nothing different. The, pro- the problem is, is they're, they're, they're tired of hearing of my, about my first birthday, but you know, that's, that's just the way <laughs> go, right. <laughs> I didn't even get cake. No. Yeah. Um, so welcome. Cool. Yeah. So leave comments, leave, leave anything. Hey, why don't you talk about this? We would love, we would love that. Um, yeah, yeah. That would be awesome to have some interaction. Thank you for those that have commented that they like it, hmm. the the show and what we're doing. Um, fantastic. So, Tim, let's get into it. So we're going to be looking at the story of Jonah uh, for the next couple weeks. Uh, four, I guess it was four chapters. Uh, we're going to go through a chapter a week and kind of talk about it, um, what sticks out to us. And um, we're going to read through it once. Tim's going to read half. I'm going to read half. And then we're going to combine our a segment about what stands out and what questions we have into one because it usually ends up one with me anyway. <laughs> so we're just going to set it up that way and then we're going to get into it. So Tim, would you like to start us off? Absolutely. So uh, we're reading, uh, we'll be reading over the next few weeks from the message translation um, or yeah, of, uh, of scripture. And this is Jonah chapter one. One day long ago, God's word came to Jonah 
Amatai's son. Up on your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh, preach to them. They're in a bad way, and I can't ignore it any longer. But Jonah got up and went the other direction to Tarshish, running away from God. He went down to the port of Joppa and found a ship headed for Tarshish. He paid the fare and went on board, joining those going to Tarshish, as far away from God as he could get. But God sent a huge storm at sea, the waves towering. The ship was about to break into pieces. The sailors were terrified. They called out in desperation to their gods. They threw everything they were carrying overboard to lighten the ship. Meanwhile, Jonah had gone down into the hold of the ship to take a nap. He was sound asleep. The captain came to him and said, What's this, sleeping? Get up, pray to your god. Maybe your God will see we're in trouble and rescue us. Then the sailors said to one another, Let's get to the bottom of this. Let's draw straws to identify the culprit on this ship who's responsible for this disaster. So they drew straws, and Jonah got the short straw. Then they grilled him. Confess. Why this disaster? What is your work? Where do you come from? What country? What family? He told them, I'm a Hebrew. I worship God, the God of heaven who made the sea and land. At that, the men were frightened, really frightened, and said, What on earth have you done? As Jonah talked, the sailors realized that he was running away from God. They said to him, What are we going to do with you to get rid of the storm? By this time, the sea was wild, totally out of control. Jonah said, Throw me overboard into the sea. Then the storm will stop. It's all my fault. I'm the cause of the storm. Get rid of me and you'll get rid of the storm. But no, the men tried rowing back to shore. They made no headway. The storm only got worse and worse, wild and raging. Then they prayed to God, Oh God, don't let us drown because of this man's life. And don't blame us for his death. You are God. Do what you think is best. They took Jonah and threw him overboard. Immediately the storm was quieted down. The sailors were impressed, no longer terrified by the sea, but in awe of God. They worshipped God, offered a sacrifice, and made vows. Then God assigned a huge fish to swallow Jonah. Jonah was in the fish's belly three days and nights. Uh... Well, is there anything that sticks out to you? Comments? Questions? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, there's, there's so much in this one. I, it's a nice uh, nice to have a different translation. And uh, um, I think... I mean, the, not as accurate and, you know, man-made translation, unlike all the other ones. So That are, God, that are ordained by God. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, what I find really interesting, actually, about the passage is, is Jonah is both active in running away from God and and yet complacent or inactive from even solving helping to, to save other people um the fact that like if he felt like he was the reason and the cause he should have just gone overboard himself he didn't need them to throw him overboard like you know and so so it's this weird thing that he he both acknowledges and identifies what the problem is but refuses to do anything about it um 
and then obviously you end up with the the most famous part of it which is the the fit the huge fish swallowing him um and it's just it just i used to say too like three three sundays ago two sundays ago was the um, gospel reading of of the disciples um out in the sea of galilee jesus is sleeping and the storm comes Mm -hmm. and jesus just tells the storm to calm down and then asks the disciples where their faith is which is a huge contrast to what we have here so yeah um yeah, I, sorry, I didn't answer your question at all. A bunch of things going on in my mind. Yeah. So what's no, that that storm part stuck out to me too. Hmm. Um, one thing, as I read through Jonah nowadays, I'm more drawn to the fact that no one acts the way that they're supposed to act, that you would think that they would act, like the the prophet. And this is going to be a continuing theme throughout the book, so keep an eye open. But like Jonah, the prophet is running away from God. The the sailors who have a bunch of different gods and stuff are the ones calling out and they're the one acknowledging God and following what they think is right. And then they worship God afterwards after they've thrown a man into the sea. Um, but here, <laughs> while you were reading this, oh, yeah. the... The thing that gets me is, okay, he's traveling away from Nineveh, where he's supposed to be, so a giant storm happens, and he knows that it's him, and his first response is, throw me overboard. Not, Hmm. hey, let's turn around, or let me repent, and let's turn around and go to Nineveh. Not Hmm. any of this. They try to go to shore, but none of the repentance and needs to have like that's how set in his hatred towards Nineveh he is and his enemies that he would rather die than have to repent like he would rather just throw me overboard let me die I'm not even going to try repentance or any other way Mm. I'm done Mm. and uh Mm. and with the fish like you can you can make arguments whether there actually was a fish or you know, whale or whether this is um, like this. I personally would tend towards that this story isn't actually factual, but whether you get tied down to whether these things really happen or not, you're missing the bigger point of the story, which has a few different points that we're going to touch on during this. But let's not get bogged down with the, did this happen? Did this ha- didn't happen? How would it happen? The technical part, pulling apart the petals on a flower to see how it works instead of understanding the beauty of it altogether. So, what what for you is is that? Um, like, what what for you gets lost in, in that kind of petal picking that you were just talking about? So, looking at Jonah and see, and you so so tell tell me about what you know how you read this before and what that pedal picking looked like and then tell me what was being lost in that for you well i think i think growing up it was jonah swallowed by a whale or a big fish how did that how did he survive for three days in there like with stomach acids and stuff how was he expelled um like thrown up 
or through the blowhole or something. How did that happen? Um, and like he turns his he turns his life around in the fish. And then he goes to Nineveh and he preaches the gospel and everyone gets saved. Mm-hmm. And boiling it down to those very basic points um, and trying to figure out, you know, who was in who was Nineveh, um, was he swallowed in the whale and stuff? You're 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 forgetting about the, yeah, he ran away, but why was he running away? Why why did he hate the the Ninevites and all the history there? What can we learn about loving our enemies who have done terrible things to us? Um, the fact, and we'll get into this later, but he gives the worst sermon ever written in the history of mankind, the shortest at least, and a whole nation turns around, which is part of the reason why I think this is more of a, a story, like a like a parable uh, to teach us. Um, and then he gets mad. He gets mad that God is a forgiving God. And oftentimes in ourselves, we will, um, well, We'll accept forgiveness for ourselves, but very rarely, or I shouldn't say very rarely, sometimes it's hard to accept God's forgiveness for people who have done terrible things to us. Uh, there's always got to be some kind of payback or uh, justice that has to be done um, in order for us to feel uh, made whole or us to feel more grace towards that other person. I feel like that's later on that we'll get to. Yeah. I don't know. But for the first part, like all I, a lot of what I heard growing up was, yeah, like I just took it for granted that he was swallowed by a whale or a fish and that was it. And then someone brought up, they're like, well, how'd that even happen? And you're like, well, God can do anything. So it just happens. And that's the that that's the end of the conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's funny, you know. You see that as like this like mic drop moment yeah. of like try to argue with that, but what yeah. it is is like, it's a conversation shutdown, right? Like it but, it invites yeah. no no conversation into you know the person of God, what God is yeah. doing. It's just like God can do yeah. all things. Now just you know sit down and yeah. shut up and like. But actually, focusing on whether invitation. that happened or not is missing the yeah. point of the story. Mm. You are, mm. you're, you're focusing on the wrong, the wrong point. Mm. Um, it's inter- it interesting the, the the language that you were using. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but you were you were talking about the the kind of the turning around, like or you know the the turning to, turning from, and yeah. and and then in context with repentance, and obviously you know the the kind of biblical new testament biblical understanding is literally you know repentance is about is about that turning away from you know what you are following that is not of god and turning Mm -hmm. to god and actually making that kind of you know physical or or you know the that kind of intentional shift from from one direction to another um it's interesting how how you kind of use that and i made me think about um i hadn't kind of thought about that the fact that you know, in my mind, it was just Jonah always th- just thinking he could run away from God and trying to run away from Nineveh. 
but it was it, it was as you say that kind of very specific intention to go the opposite direction of where he believed and understood god to be and god to be calling mm -hmm. and he never makes intentionally and of his own volition never makes the choice to make to turn around you know like even you know everybody starts freaking out he's like i'm gonna go take a nap you know, I'm just going to yeah. sleep this off because, you know, as, as you say, it'd be better for him to die. And he, you know, wasn't worried about dying, you know, yeah. better for him to die than to have to follow through with what God had asked him to do, um, yeah. which, which he's, he's the, he's the least um, inspiring of prophets in that way. You know, <laughs> it's that straight. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you, you want somebody who's like, you know, desperately praying, God, use me, God, use me, you know, grab the coal, anoint my lips, you know, and then, and then, and then let's, you know, and then I will do whatever I need to do. God, go to the ends of the earth. And instead this prophet, literally a prophet in the Bible held for thousands of years uh, in remembrance of in Holy scripture is running away from God and is like the most terrible prophet you would well you yeah know, you would never sit him up for yeah i guess similar to like what we talked about with samson a long time you know a while back is like mm. you know he's he's actually the antithesis or i guess uh, of who you'd want to show as an example of yeah. you know what a judge could be or in this case what a prophet could be um but but his reaction going the other way is totally justifiable like the Nineveh was the capital of Assyria, right? Or one of the main towns. So, yeah, yeah. And the Assyrians had sieged and taken over um, the northern kingdom. Hmm. I should, probably should have looked this up, but I think Babylon took the south and Assyria took the north, or vice versa. But they, they took it over, and they did terrible things to... Um, to this place and Assyria becomes Babylon, which, uh, you know, all, all the history and, and stuff that happens there. So like there's, there's, there's fear there. First of all, there's, I don't want to go there because these people don't forgive, deserve forgiveness. Look at what they've done to us, literally mm -hmm. killing us in horrendous, horrendous ways, mm -hmm. taking over, desecrated the, the temple, your God's chosen people. Um, yeah. They they have done this. If I go there, like these people are not known for being nice, there's a good chance I'm going to die. Mm. Um, like these are all very real real worries. Um, mm. People just think he just doesn't want to go because he doesn't like them. But there's a really big like there's a like. <clears throat> Think about the person that you don't like the most in life and then times it by a thousand. Has that person ever killed um, all your friends and family around you and taken you into a cage and left you there for how many years and then released you? And then God says, well, go back and tell them, um, tell them that I forgive them and that they should turn from their ways. What's your gauge on that? How eager are you to do that? Um, I know we're all supposed to do it and, and answers, but actually think, mm. think critically on this, like it's, mm. or even like whatever, whatever person you think is, or group or whatever is 
destroying the the church or your community or or whatever either with their ideals or the way they act or or whatever perceived or mm-hmm. true or not uh how you perceive them and what if god calls you to go over and forgive them um mm-hmm. are you are you capable of doing that or the co-worker or whatever mm-hmm. um someone who makes every day a nightmare and God's calling you to go over and do it. Are you are you going to need a, a push? Are you going to need the whale in your life to turn you around because you keep going the other direction because it's easier not to interact with them? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so, that's a, I think that's part of part of what I've. Um kind of been wondering about in my own life over over years is like you know, the the focus sometimes on these you know big picture or or fat big yeah the big kind of big factual truths um you know whether it's the story of jonah or you know things like the world wars and um and and it's not that you know it's not that kind of what people are saying about them is is incorrect but they just don't go far enough in that mm. like so thinking about the world wars you know at the heart of of the wars it is this belief that somebody else because they are not you were not born in the same land as you to the same you know uh, lineage as you is somehow less than human and you can then make decisions that to treat them as less than yourself mm-hmm. and and the the crazy thing is is that because i i was never I never engaged with that. Like, yeah, we looked at the whole, you know, the whole, like the genocide and the Holocaust. Um, and, and, it, and again, it, it was a very kind of um, disconnected from my reality, right? That was, that was, you know, Hitler and, and the Nazis versus the Jews. Yeah. And that, that was it. So, so we could see evil. We could see what evil was doing to the, the poor uh, good people, and then there was the even better people who weren't being persecuted and they sent in, um, you know, their armies to, to help save the, the people who were being persecuted. Mm-hmm. All, all that is, is not that that's not true, but at the heart of that is, is, is the human ability to look at, to literally look at people who are your siblings of the same race and mm-hmm. treat them as less than yourself. And, and, and the crazy thing is, is until I started to see that in some of the bigger picture things, I, I never was able to see it in my own life. And, and yeah. in the way that, that I, you know, like, like Jonah, you know, sees these things uh, as, you know, these are valid reasons why I can, I can say no, these are valid reasons why I can avoid somebody. These are valid reasons why I can ignore God's call because somebody else has made a choice that or somebody else is different than me which somehow makes them less than or and and it's this weird thing that that like i think we i've been really kind of thinking about it through um ever since you know the russian invasion into ukraine and and the war there um or it's just it's come i guess more to head there and then and then with like ash wednesday and starting into lent and just that questions about like you know if i spend more time with god 
I should become more like Jesus. And if I become more like Jesus, I should be opening up more doors and not creating more barriers. I should be mm-hmm. offering more love and not more hate. I should be offering more, you know, seeking opportunities for more justice and peace and not so much conflict and, and animosity. And, and I just like for my life, uh, so much of it has actually been the opposite. Mm-hmm. For all the times I would say I spent more time with God, I was still coming out of those times and those spaces into the same worldview and lens, which somehow gave m- me an affirmation of who I was in contrast to the other people who were not me and mm-hmm. who were making the wrong choices or, or were in the wrong groups or were born in the wrong place. And and I just like this this whole passage, you know, particularly I think the way that is actually held in scripture as, as an, you know, a valuable book where you have a prophet who's not quite doing what what he should you've got people who are outside of of the of of who we would say are the you know god's people and they are the ones who are responding to god in the right way like even when they know that that jonah is the reason why they are in the situation they're in they refuse to to give up his life they refuse to be the people who, who, even though he, he says, just throw me over. That's fine. You know, that'll sort it all out. And they're like, no, there has to be another way. They, they show a value for human life, a value for, you know, a person made in the image of God in a way that Jonah just doesn't. And, and it, and it's that like, yeah, maybe it's too simplistic in some ways. And, and I know that I, I, see it from a position of my own life my own experiences and 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 privilege so uh, maybe i am in that way is kind of speaking more to myself than somebody who has faced those things but but i just think there's something deeply important about <laughs> about the way that god's kind of love and god's mission and the ministry of of the church has to be about tearing down boundaries tearing down walls tearing down um, the things that separate us and and give us give us permission to treat somebody as less than than who they are as as beloved children of god yeah, yeah you said it might be too simplistic but it is the most simple thing and it is the hardest thing is to see people as the image of god when they're different than you right if if i believe that i'm the image of god and those that are a lot like me or the image of God is my view of God big enough to allow other people that disagree with me or live different than me able to also be the image of God or is God confined to my own um, denomination or my own group of friends or my own preferences shall we say is God is God confined to my own preferences of what I think God is or is he big enough to be that and 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 for all different groups well i guess it begs that question about like you know is do we can can we can we be humble enough to see that maybe we've made god in our own image Mm -hmm. (laughs) right which is exactly why like you say we then begin to imagine and see and experience who we think god is through the people who look like us sound like us do like Mm. us instead of 
being that kind of challenge where you know yeah where yeah. there is love god is <laughs> yeah like yeah. well i think yeah i i think we have and i don't know if there's another alternative like our only reference our only explanation or boundaries um to talk about god is based on our own experiences and our own either what we've read or what we've experienced that's god we can't imagine god as something else other than what we have already experienced right we don't have that reference point to 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 do that um if i've never seen a book before in my life and someone hands me one i don't know oh, you'll what, know Derek. What, you'll know <laughs> like i don't know how to read it and don't like i don't have any reference about it right yeah so yeah we to some degree we have made god in our own image but i don't know if there's another way to do that other than divine inspiration um or that but even that has to be based on some kind of anchor point some kind of reference to where we're where we're going out of right mm -hmm. like i think what we were talking earlier outside of this was some of the crazy imageries of god you know with a bunch of eyes and wings and stuff and you know these are the crazy creatures that that's around god um even we have like i think those creatures and this is just me thinking right now but those creatures are so crazy looking is because we have to we have to base what they look like on something that we already know but at the same time understand that it is more than what we can put reference to more than what we can you know it's kind of like this it's kind of like this but we can't put it necessarily in a category but we can reference different aspects of it we can reference different at like i know what love is and that's what i reference god as my love isn't complete i don't know have the whole understanding but i understand this vein of god this aspect or whatever you want to call it or hope or peace um i understand it in i understand god in the view of um white middle class western individual mm. um but i don't know what necessarily god means to the person in a third world country that has to survive every day like just do the do the, has to do way more than i've ever done every day just to survive or those that are in places like ukraine and under constant threat or um you know bombed and devastated and all that like i don't know what their view of god is in that i don't have a reference for that but i think god's big enough to to cover all of it and to be all things to all people kind of thing like paul says about himself but you know super paul not saying paul's super god but 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 i'm like i don't know if i'm under, I'm, I'm explaining this properly but like my no. my highway yeah. to god is you know very narrow but there's lots of roads going to the city of god and i've never been on a different road so i don't know the trees or the speed bumps mm -hmm. or the signs or whatever on that road mm -hmm. i only know my road 
Um, yeah. But when I yeah. get there yeah. or, or, or I merge with another lane, which, you know, the church or something, I can learn about different things, but there's still more continually ever going there. Yeah. 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 That, you, that's right. It's like, it's like you, you know, we, our language both, um, our, our language is both descriptive and performative in that it, it both, it, it both testifies to what we experience as well as become, as well as creates the lenses by which we understand those experiences. Mm -hmm. And so we find that, that, as you say, like, you know, our, our images and, and, and what we begin to portray, um, come from what what we how we kind of frame our understanding and our comprehension and the problem obviously is you know it as you were hinting at too is like that that when when somebody who's got power starts to share their position and their experience and their understanding it starts to become uh, you must have this experience understanding and um and 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 that just yeah pushes out pushes out that kind of the big picture of kind of what god is doing and i think i would say our timer's just gone so we'll, we'll kind of wrap up uh we've got, we've got a lot of of uh of things to pick up next week yeah. but i think like that is the the beautiful thing about you know jonah chapter one is you begin to see you get a very different picture in some ways of of kind of you know what god is doing in the world what the people of God are doing in the world, what the people outside of that are doing in the world. And, and that it's actually a lot more messy because like the whole, the whole kind of divine sovereignty in this passage really bothers me. And, you know, that God yeah. is, is like just standing, like, you know, he's so determined that it's got to be Jonah to get from point A to point B that he first like builds up this big storm and then you know they draw straws and you know it happens to be jonah and then you know and then yeah. you know i love that god assigned a huge fish to swallow jonah mm -hmm. like this whole thing about like there's yeah. divine sovereignty to create a single action out of this moment whereas whereas you know i find it really interesting the the bits of response human response and kind of what as you say that that encouragement and um uh, the the encouragement and the and the challenge for us as we begin to kind of walk through our own life, asking kind of where is God and what is our response to God going to be in this? So. Yeah, I'm just looking up because I know in the new in the NSV um, or ESV when when they draw straws and it lands on Jonah, they were all shocked, even though he had told them previously. That he was running away from God. Does it yeah, say? Yeah. Does it say that in there too? Yeah. So like they yeah, was, they already knew he was running away from God, but it landed on him, and is quite shocked yeah. that it was him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, he must, he must have been a nice guy. He must have. Been again, nice we can pick that up in ne next week. Um, Let's do that. Thank you for joining us. Uh, pray for Ukraine. Pray for peace. Pray for that people would see other people as themselves um that it wouldn't be a us versus them mentality but a us a we together mm. idea we're all in this together okay. so blessings everyone have a great day <laughs> toodles bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.